You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck. And investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit stairsapp.com today. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on WMR.fm, episode number 411. 411. Oh dear. Okay. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is my company senior SEO, Scott Vanak. And I guess we're going to be delivering the 411 on SEO today. You, you know, it's funny you say that because we, we have this call before we start recording, and I was going to mention, oh, we should say, oh, you're here for the 411, and I didn't even bring it up, and you went there anyways. So that's cool. I went there anyway, not quite as planned. No, no. <laughs> but <laughs> well, whatever. You got there. I'm not known for eloquence. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, anywho, a lot's going on. You and I have been just run off our feet these days uh, with business and learning and summer. And uh, it's, it's, it's a good life. We're, we're actually getting away from the office occasionally, right? Uh, it has been good. Um, you know, like I've been working from home for ages. It's not new due to COVID. But I got to say, like today on my lunch break, I went out and I did some gardening and I sat and I just picked and stuffed my face with blueberries for a bunch, like 10 minutes or so. <laughs> and, you know, typical summer stuff. It's hard to be in a bad mood with good weather in the summer. Yeah, it's uh, it's been good. Agreed. Well, 
There is a lot to share today. And the, the first one, we'll start off with our other news. These are, uh, they are always something that impacts um, the world of the internet. And in this case, probably more SEO than anything. Um, that's uh, the latest update to WordPress. And this is a big one, uh, long time in coming. 300 new features and fixes. I would say that that's probably way overdue if there's that many. <laughs> um, now, jumping into it, it is obviously pretty significant just how many things that were changed. Uh, some of the highlights, I love that uh, support for Internet Explorer 11 was dropped. Uh, it's a huge hole, a security hole, oh. so that is no longer working. There are three or four people that are not going to be happy about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I wish it was only three or four. Uh, <laughs> Most government places are going to have a problem with that, probably. Because they like, if you noticed, have you ever gone to any of the, uh, I don't know, ask the people about their computers when you're at any government location? They're ancient. They never oh, get upgrades. Oh, for sure. It's scary. Anywho, um, they've enhanced uh, their block system for building. Uh, it's uh, it's funny. No one ever mentioned Gutenberg here, but as far as I know, that's what it is. Uh, we don't actually use them. We use Divi, but as far as I know. The block-based design system is called Gutenberg. And again, it's not noted in this article by Roger Monty, but um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. One thing I, I particularly loved of this list of things that changed is that uh, when you go to a post, you can actually, with a press of a button, go to a bit of a template design section and alter that particular page instead of applying to all templates. Pretty cool. That, that's going to be a really cool feature for a lot of people. Yeah, because I've kind of always wished, oh, I wish this page was laid out a little better for this particular article. Oh, I don't have time to create another template. You know, it's just, there's just no time. But this is uh, pretty slick, uh, assuming it's easy to work with and somewhat uh, flexible. Uh, again, not my area, but uh, uh, if it's anything like Divi, I'm sure it's going to be pretty amazing. Um, hopefully, even better. Uh, what else is going on here? Pattern transformations tool, uh, a feature that suggests block patterns. I have no idea what that means. Uh, social <laughs> icon blocks, query blocks, I guess is how they're laid out. Uh, one thing that is kind of neat is duotone filters. Uh, if you ever take photos and use any of those apps on your phone uh, to apply, uh, you know, Pantone or black and white or old style, all that kind of thing. Well, it's not going to be quite, I don't think, as organized as that, but you can apply your own uh, filters over images and over videos to add a different style and um, create a bit of a, a, a aura over the page, uh, lack of better words here, but a, a feel for it, which is a little different and, and unique. Uh, there are much more complex things also. Uh, one that stood out for me was the addition of uh, support for WebP. Uh, I saw WebP that. Yeah. Is uh, a, a new generation image format that it's weird, you know. I don't know how many systems have said here you can use a WebP image here and upload this. I'm like, but nothing supported it. So why would I? <laughs> yeah, um, no doubt. So anyway, it is now supporting it. WebP has the potential to be quite revolutionary in terms of lowering the file size of images and making them easier to load. Uh, I don't, again, know all the detail about that, but I'm sure there's a lot of material on there. Uh, online about it. Um, it and if is, there isn't, mm -hmm. if there isn't already, I'm sure there'll be a plugin to do a mass conversion of everything to WebP on your WordPress site wow. uh, for you at a click of a button. I'm sure that'll exist soon if it doesn't already exist out there. Yeah, 
Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, maybe the image optimization tools um, will have that built in. It's one. I, actually, I know one of them does. Uh, which one's the one we use all the time? You look at it more often than I. Um. <laughs> I'm not sure. There are a few. I know there was. We were using you uh, e w w w for a while mm -hmm. there. Um, there was uh, was it Kraken? Sure. Is that no. image? Uh, I, I can't yeah, remember the used... names. I don't do a lot anyway. on that end of things, but certainly I do from time to time. I can't think of the name, so. Anyways, I know there's one that you can click a button and it will switch them to WP or WebP, I mean, but uh, yeah, obviously I hadn't done it because for good reason. Anyway, uh, I, I, there's, he doesn't even touch, he barely scratches the surface of how many things have been fixed, but he does cover the main stuff in this article on Search Engine Journal. So if you want to learn more, I'm sure you can go and go to the WordPress site and, and, and scour the, uh, the update. It's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, I would wait a little bit. Yes, they test yeah. them, but uh, we've had issues before upgrading. It's pretty hard to downgrade. Uh, and who knows what kind of issues that's going to cause. You're also going to want to make sure that the theme that you're using, that your site was designed with, uh, is going to support it. I, oh man, the myriad of questions that could come up with that are just, they're numerous. Uh, I have no idea if this is going to have any impact on any theme or it's going to have an issue for all of them. That's sort of the way things work with WordPress updates. Sometimes it's seamless. It's Sometimes such a gamble. Yeah. We, we've definitely seen Divi sites completely break as a result of WordPress updates. And then we've seen the opposite where Divi updates break because it's the wrong version of WordPress. And uh, I guess the, the, the key here is back up before you update. Always. Yeah, always yeah. have the but you know always have the ability just to press a button again to restore everything back to the way it was so you're not going to be in trouble uh, or even better if you have the ability to um, install it on a uh, in a sandbox and see what it looks like make sure everything's working essentially that means is you create a dev version of your domain so dev.stepforth.com and this is blocked to the public uh, it's got a copy of your website, and then you can update uh, WordPress within that particular hidden installation and see how it affects the site. That's the safest way to go. And if it works, most systems like WP Engine, where we host, uh, will allow you just to press another button, which will then push that live to the main website. Wow, it's amazing how much stuff you can do. Anyway, okay, let's jump now into uh, another piece here. I thought this was pretty... Uh, crazy. Akamai. Akamai is one of the pop most popular content delivery networks in the world. They had an outage today that pulled major sites offline globally. Uh, and I mean major sites, banks across the US. Many could not even be visited. There's just, <laughs> they were down. Uh, you couldn't make deposits, do nothing. Um, it lasted for an hour, which in the internet world is enormous amount of time. Uh, and I would not want to be working at Akamai. I bet they've got some stress issues right now. Uh, they did get it back up and apparently it's not due to a hacking attempt. Uh, it was just a bug. Wow. That's an expensive bug, I'm sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. it it's kind of frightening how easily you can take down our digital infrastructure. You mm -hmm. know, like one, one link goes down for an hour and now people can't do their banking. They can't do their whatever else they were doing. You know, they're the gamers can't game. Uh, whatever. Well, Airbnb went down. Oh, Airbnb was on the list. eh? that's big. It's huge. Well, yeah. Uh, 
why don't you jump to the next piece of news and I'll just find a list here and I'll rattle them off after you've done that one. <clears throat> oh, okay, sure. Yeah, so we're moving on into SEO news now. Um, so as of last week, uh, well, July 12th, actually, so a little more than a week ago, the July core update has been announced as effectively complete. So you should not be seeing any more fluctuation if you are waiting for part of part two of the July core update to fix anything. Uh, if it hasn't happened by now, it's not going to. Uh, so not a lot to say on that, but good to know that it's done. Uh, there are still other updates happening. Uh, you know, you get your daily updates that go on multiple times a day throughout the year. Uh, and of course, the page experience update, which will be running until I believe they're around the end of August before that's expected to be done. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we it can still watch up for updates. that. It really is. And and who knows, maybe there'll be an August core update at this rate. You just never know. <laughs> got to keep us on our toes. So, wow. It's pretty impressive The how many people got affected. Amazon? <laughs> who? Uh, yeah. Airbnb, FedEx, Delta Airlines, UPS, USAA, Home Depot, HBO Max, Costco. I mean, the list just goes on. It's insane. Uh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't want to be them. Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> well, luckily, uh, we were we were still in bed when that happened, so we didn't even notice. Yeah, there you go. Okay, <laughs> so Google will pass permanent signals with a redirect after a year. So this is a, a note from Gary Eish, I believe. Uh, yeah, he says, uh, <laughs> he's such a snarky dude. Uh, here, uh, this is a quote you posted here. Hands up if you asked us recently for how long you should keep redirects in place. I have a concrete answer now, at least one year. But try keeping them indefinitely if you can for your users. Puts in brackets. <laughs> He's, Is that really concrete? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, and, and you've got some notes. I won't take your window to your sales there. Go for it. Oh, yeah. So a few things to note there. Um, yeah, technically, this can happen in less than a year. So, you know... It, it might happen sooner, but it's best to leave your redirects up for at least that year to make sure. Uh, Google will assign those redirects from your original URL to your destination, and it will be permanent. So even if you pull the redirect in the future, any value that is being sent across will exist afterwards. So, you know, but they do note, it wasn't, was it Gary that noted, yeah, keep it indefinitely for your users if you can, because just because you fixed the redirect doesn't mean uh, you're not going to break things for your users by removing it. Google will still love you, but um, I, you know my, my rule of thumb is to leave these types of redirects up forever, really, um, if it's reasonable reason. to do so. I mean, if you're yeah. talking huge sites, you can't do that. But yeah. uh, if you're really worried about it, let's say it's a really yeah, key or cornerstone content page of your site or was, um, and it's been moved, then you're going to have to do some legwork, go around and hit the places that you're getting the most traffic from and tell them to update their link. I mean, you do run the risk of losing the page or the link. Uh, so that's got to be considered, but it's certainly worthwhile if you're going to remove that redirect, huh. but I wouldn't. No, just, <laughs> In those situations, yeah. it just makes no sense. Like you said, if, unless you've got a million page website, that's all been redirected, you know, just, just leave them up. Yeah. I, I don't even want to think what John Carcutt would have to go through with something like that with all his newspapers. That's a uh, lot of content. Because as he's mentioned before, some news content resurfaces again because something similar happens. And, you know, 
if you don't have those redirects in place, if something has been moved, which I'm sure they don't do lightly, uh, you lose out on the potential, like a huge, huge jump in traffic potentially. Uh, so yeah, it's all uh, redirects are not a small thing for, it, it varies in terms of complexity and intensity based on the site you have, how big you, you know, how big a readership you have and, uh, well, just how detailed you are about tracking everything. Okay, well, let's take a quick break and we come back. We're going to talk some local SEO news. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WMR.fm. Hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company's senior SEO, Scott Vanak. So, in the local SEO realm, uh, you posted something about reviews on Google. I have not seen this, so lead away. Yeah, so Google has uh, has or is expanding the way you can review restaurants now. Uh, so if you, they've done this with hotels, where you can you know pick up other variables like uh, uh, how where you're staying. Like I don't even know. My brain's not working right now. I'll call that the COVID vaccine brain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, say they've expanded how you can review restaurants now. So rather than just writing your regular review and typing in your star rating, you can include things like price range, uh, the type of meal you had, breakfast, lunch, dinner, et cetera. Uh, you can list whether it was takeout, delivery, dine-in, um, which is great because Good it idea. helps. Yeah, it just helps expand. Like if I'm looking to eat at a restaurant, maybe their dinner is, is gross, but they've got an, just an awesome breakfast menu. So, you know, it helps you with that sort of thing. And um, price range is a big one too. Like often you don't know that and you go and you sit down and... You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit stairsapp.com today. Oh, okay. I'm going to pay $32 for uh, bacon and eggs. Awesome. You know, I've yeah. definitely had that happen. Where you, Vegas. <laughs> I don't, it, it'll be especially good. I'm finding, I'm finding a lot of times now small restaurants, especially sushi for some reason. I'm not sure what it is with sushi places. They don't have websites. They're just running off of uh, Instagram or Facebook. And it drives me bananas because you can't find all the information you want. You can't always see a menu. Uh, my wife hates it because she doesn't even use Facebook. So sometimes you can't even see any of their online presence. Um, so maybe this will help with that in the reviews a little bit for those businesses. Uh, just a, another place to get a bit more information about them. Uh, currently, this is only available in terms of leaving the reviews for people on Android and iOS and for US-based restaurants only. Uh, I would expect to see it rolled out on a much wider scale relatively quickly. I can't see why they would delay it for too long, but... I think it'd be great too, because this does add a lot of context. If the uh, restaurant owner or whatever system they're using to request reviews, if they're smart enough to have one in place, 
um, would be able to preset some of these. Like, uh, I want your review on takeout, uh, review on dine-in. Uh, those are probably the best examples and, and delivery. Just segmenting them a bit because people don't necessarily do it themselves would be, a, a, I think, a really cool way too of, of having various reviews. Absolutely. And even I'm wondering when it comes to embedding Google reviews on your website and that sort of thing, if you've got your breakfast menu on one page, you could throw in the reviews that are specific to breakfast only on that page. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, stuff like that would be, you know, potentially you could really take advantage of this and, and maximize its value to try to convert people. Now, the sneaky bit here is too is, okay, how can Google win from this? Because it, it, just about everything they force us to do or request or a little feature they add is to help them, not us. Um, so from a smart perspective, if they get reviews for breakfast separately from lunch and dinner and the same for those, they could in impose different reviews at different times of day based on when you're looking at the reviews. Um, it could switch based on the time of day. Or even just um, the sort criteria. Yeah, and, it, and, and that would add more value and make it more interesting for people to use it who are actually doing their search. I think that would be pretty smart. Or yeah, even just like best breakfast in Victoria and then the places that have the best breakfast reviews specifically show up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And best uh, review for takeout. Uh, you know, these days, those are absolutely critical delineations because so many people are, are still, even though things are cooling down, at least in Canada here. Um, and, you know, actually, I guess the States, most places are open still, but COVID's, you know, by far not gone. Um, a lot of people still order out and they don't sit in. So I would expect that that's a major consideration. I know for me, uh, for example, going to White Spot, if I get takeout there, it was, food was fine, but their packaging was awful. Yeah. <laughs> About nine out of 10 times, uh, they had forgotten something. So uh, it was killing me. And I was always a little, little sticker on there, uh, inspected by Dave. Where the hell's Dave? <laughs> Every single time it's oh Dave. Yeah, Dave. Damn it. You anyway. Know that, hmm? that makes me think of a feature they should probably have. You know, like as a reviewer, sometimes you want to review that maybe you have a really good experience with a restaurant one day and a bad one the next, but it doesn't necessarily mean they your five-star review from yesterday goes down to a one today. Maybe hmm. if you could add multiple reviews, like here's my breakfast review, and here it's separate from my dinner review. Maybe Breakfast review times, they're great mm. in the restaurant. The staff is good, but their dinner time staff is just trash, you know, or That's something. So, or even for delivery and takeout, like you said, you know, if you're getting delivery for White Spot and the order is always wrong, like, hey, you know what? Don't get their delivery. It's terrible. They always screwed up. But when you go in, the order's right and they, they do a good job. And um, to be able to segment that uh, would probably be really good from a reviewer perspective. Plus, plus you'd get more points towards your uh, local guide. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh man, I used to be on that bandwagon. I've just gotten lazy, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think there's a lot to unpack here. It's going to be very interesting to see how uh, Google uh, uses this information. Uh, I think we're on the right track there, though. Uh, next up, I'd like to check in on what Joy Hawkins is up to. She's kind of the the maiden of of local uh, local SEO. She knows what's going on, all about that, and she lives and breathes it. So, uh, on her local search forum, I noticed that. Uh, there's been some rumors, I hadn't heard this, but I was just reading it, that geotagging images was helping with rankings. Now, for those who don't know what that means, um, you can add the, uh, essentially the, the Latin long of particular, where the, a particular image was taken. 
And there was a time where I, even I thought it was helping because it just made sense, right? If you put the Latin long, it's going to help Google do a number of things from tagging in maps to uh, knowing that a particular image took, was taken in a certain place. Uh, seems really logical to me. But what has been proven again is that geotagging images still has no impact on rankings. So uh, she, she has confirmed that in a recent test. She's about to deliver, I think, a presentation on that. Either she already has or is about to. So it's uh, yeah, very fresh information. And uh, it's good to hear that we can just push off those, uh, those ravings because <laughs> uh, someone we, we, we respect has already tested it. It's not actually helping. I, I wonder if it's like logistically and logically, it looks like it should work. Like you said, you know, it seems totally logical, but I wonder if it's because it's just too easy to game. That's probably it. Like, yeah. like a meta keyword tag, you know, it's obvious why they got rid of that. You could just do whatever you want in there. Um, mm -hmm. So it, maybe it's, it's for similar reasons. I still think it wouldn't hurt to have it. I mean, they could easily do correlation data. They could look at images that all been taken in the same place and they have a similar geotag. Well, it's unlikely that was fake. I mean, sure, you'll get the Google yeah. bombers, the people who are trying to get something ranking that shouldn't be ranking, but that's still a very, very small uh, test case. I mean, very, very rare. Um, but I, I really like it from the point of view of, of historical photographs to be able to slide, use a slider and go back in time of the images taken in that area. I'm dying to see that. I know it's been, I believe it's already been built into Google Earth um, and certain aspects of that somewhere. I know it was somewhere and I've been waiting for it for, I don't know, I think when I first started the podcast 12 years ago, we were talking about this. Um, it's just, how cool would that be? I mean, just- yeah go in street view and just scroll backwards and see things change. That's one thing with, yeah, with street view, you can definitely see previous passes from the, the car. Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, if you could do that, but with all these uh, images from all over the web, not just like the, the street view car, whatever yeah, you call it. Pu yeah, pu publicly sourced images. Um, heck, they could use 3D images. They could use like people using those uh, uh, 3D cameras. Um, all this stuff's online. If they could I mean, I know it's a massive job, but compressing all this and making it all available in one specific area based on geotags, based on all this other information, that would be immense. Anywho, let's jump into some Mueller files. Google says there is no SEO advantage to dedicated hosting. I haven't thought of that for years. <laughs> but <laughs> no. Poor, good old John gets all the questions. So um, what's this one? Yeah, so uh, this is something we've sort of been talking about off and on forever, um, you know, dedicated hosting and unique IPs and that kind of stuff. Uh, in the latest installment of Ask Googlebot on YouTube, which I should probably watch from time to time, uh, John has affirmed that having a dedicated web hosting does not have an SEO advantage over shared hosting. He said that using shared hosting is perfectly fine and does not negatively affect your site in Google search. Uh, now, that being said, there can be advantages to a shared server. Uh, advantages and disadvantages to shared and uh, uh, dedicated hosting. For instance, if you have a dedicated host, your site may load quicker, which will you know help you with site speed scores, which can help you with rankings. But having a dedicated server does not automatically mean that you're faster. 
Uh, John had said, just to be clear, a dedicated server is not always fast and a shared server is not automatically slow, which is absolutely true. Um, so if you are on a server with a bunch of sites, you know, don't worry about if you're sharing it or not. Um, and even back in the day, we used to worry about what we were calling bad neighborhoods. So if you have a, a fairly wholesome business and you were on the same server as a bunch of adult oriented and gambling oriented sites, and, uh, maybe a bunch of, uh, of scammers and spammers, you know, that could have been an issue back in the day. And now, uh, it isn't. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, John even replied to that and he said, another concern we sometimes hear is that there might be other bad websites hosted on the same server. SEOs sometimes call this server in a bad neighborhood. Uh, this is not something to be worried about. In practice, most commonly used hosting providers uh, watch out for this on their own. It's generally a wide range of websites hosted on shared hosting, including some fantastic ones and some bad ones too. For Google, this is fine and not problematic. We treat each website based on its own merits, not based on its virtual neighbors. Um, so that's good. I mean, it, it's we've kind of known this for a while now, but when we first started, well, when I first started, oh man, close to 20 years ago now, uh, I'm fairly confident this was an issue. Bad neighborhoods definitely had a, an impact because we, we saw a lot of correlation there. Um, but these days, you don't have to worry about it. Just go for speed, mm -hmm. go for the faster server option. And if it's shared, great. If it's dedicated, then you can afford it and whatever, great. Just go for the, the most appropriate for what you need. Yeah, agreed. And uh, I wouldn't even, you know, back in the day we would do, uh, what was it uh, reverse DNS and look at all the different hosting, all the different uh, sites hosted on that uh, IP address. And we'd insist that our clients had their own unique IP address. and. Oh yeah, there was so much they had to do uh, just, and we didn't do that for everyone. We would mostly do that for uh, clients who are having issues with rankings that just unexpectedly, they just, everything plummeted. And they, there really is no obvious reason why we would look at all of these little, little things that could be causing issues and just eliminate them one by one. And that was one of them. Uh, and I'm glad to hear that that's not an issue anymore. Certainly nothing we've looked at for years, at least a decade. I, don't, I can't think of anything we've talked about or any time we've talked about it since then. No, I, I even did a bit of a test, I'd say maybe a year ago with my own. I have a, a couple of websites that are kind of hobby sites of mine. And I've always been on shared servers because they were cheap. And I did a test for about a year where I, I paid the the high rate of, I think, $1.95 a month and switched <laughs> to a, a dedicated IP just to see would it do anything. It did absolutely nothing. You know, yeah. nothing at all. So, um, you know it's probably not worth it in basically all cases. Mm -hmm. Okay, so another Mueller file is, how long does it take for Google to re-rank a rehabilitated website? Uh, in the nutshell here, uh, someone asked, you know, we, we had a, a site that was definitely hurt because it had low quality sites, low quality content. We vastly improved it. How long is it gonna take for Google to notice this and, and give us the benefit of all this work? Uh, it is a, it's an article again by Roger Monty on search engine journal. And, uh, it's, it's intriguing, uh, but it really does sum up to four to six months. You know, uh, it's going to take some time for Google to fully comprehend the changes and reevaluate the website. Um, and, and it's just, you know, that's faster than it's been before. And I would also be very careful about that because 
there's also an instance where, what was it? After a core update, you had to wait till the next core update for a site to be reestablished. It required that kind of intensive analysis for Google to determine that you deserve to rank again. So I would say there's probably a, a, a but <laughs> in this particular article that wasn't covered. At least I don't remember it being covered. Let's just double check. Roger's very clear on this stuff. Um, I'll quote him here. He says, interesting answer by Mueller because first he said that the dramatically changed website that had 80% of the content removed is technically considered a new website in terms of the content of an entire new site versus the old site and the content on that site. The second interesting comment by Mueller was of course that it takes from a few months to half a year for Google to crawl and re-rank an essentially new website of about 20,000 pages. All right, to me that seems long if it was a new website. What do you think? It, it does seem kind of long, um, but like you said, you know, if you're going from 100,000 pages down to 20,000 pages, there's so much that can go wrong there too. Uh, so, <laughs> yes. you know, in that six month window, if you, if you don't see a recovery within six months, it, maybe it's on your own end. Maybe you uh, had some bad content that you merged with other content or just got rid of that you thought was no good, but was actually playing a significant role. So um, like, I would say if, if, well, six months doesn't seem super long to me if you're looking at a scale of, you know, 100,000 out of 20,000 pages. If you're looking at a scale of content from, say, 30 pages to 20, you know, something much smaller, I would say it's probably in a few weeks. So I would say on the longer, the, the, the bigger the change, the longer the time you'd have to wait. So mm. it, it might be realistic. Well, we'll certainly see. Um, I'm, I bet there's going to be some follow-ups to this if people have a disagree. Um, again, we know that people who had gotten hit badly by some of the recent core updates were in the position of waiting a year until their sites were reevaluated. They just, yes, they were still crawled. Yes, all the stuff, but Google didn't make that kind of a huge established change to visibility and rankings until they had the next core update. So that kind of puts this into some question. Uh, anyways, uh, it's promising. Let's hope that the things have changed a little bit and, and doing they're doing what they should be doing, which is reevaluating more often than just core updates. Well, with that said, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company's senior SEO, Scott Van Ack, thank you for joining us today. Remember, we have a show notes newsletter you can sign up for at seo101radio.com. Don't miss a single link and refresh your memory of a past show at any time. Have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes which air every week on WMR.fm. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. 
Stairs offers 4-6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit StairsApp.com today.